Hello. Hi. Welcome to Movie Club, everybody. First welcome. of all, let's welcome back me. Derek, you're back. Derek Acosta here. Happy to be back, returning from my sabbatical. We're Is that the right word? Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. That's not so. like a religious thing. Yeah, you'll never see no. it, but we, we gave a heaping amount of praise on you the last episode, saying how we did, much work actually. you put into the show. We talked so, about nice. what you put into thank Movie Club. Oh, thank you. Well, and maybe I should tune in. Eh, um, you know, if you want to hear what Rocco thinks about Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory. Oh, it was Willy Wonka? I know you're dying to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just kidding. I wouldn't be so quick to say that. I, You know, it was an hour and 20 minute episode, and I kind of I feel like I put a lot of thought into... Um, actually, yeah. I just... Yes. Talk off the top of my head about Willy Wonka. But this oh. leads me to, before we get to the new movie, which you can see behind us, is Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Derek, I was just guessing your, your shaker ratings before, but you said you would have not given Willy Wonka a three star. I, I just guessed. I said three stars. But do you have a rating, official rating for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, if you had to give one? Keep in mind, it wouldn't, uh, make, it wouldn't make sense to go lower. It's it a really good just question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we talked uh, during the week, and I said I would give it four stars. That's what you said. Yeah, there it is. you did. Yeah. So I wanted to be is. clear and be like, I was just guessing before. You want to be fair and balanced. So those of you keeping track, and whenever you watch The Last Duel, I know you're dying to see that movie with Ben Affleck yeah. and Matt Damon. I, I want to just butt in here. And what, did he give what, us the rating? What, what would you have given Last Duel? I can describe <laughs> the movie to you if that would help. I actually don't know anything about Last Duel. Great. Perfect. Um, I'll tell you every scene. Yeah. So it, it would be impossible for me to okay, rate it. Fair enough. So fair enough. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. They wrote it. How did you go wrong? It sounds like Goodwill Hunting too. It basically was. Basically, and that's a classic. That's a five star film. The the sequel to <laughs> so a five star film. Five Shaker. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. It, it would have to be. Well, anyways, if you ever see the miracle or oh, yeah, uh, miracle. Uh, the last duel. Come back and let us know what you think. No, you can nice. skip Miracle. It's just yeah. Olympic Shut stuff. Up. Well, anyways, but today, you know what I was doing while I was gone? What were you doing? Oh, you know, crushing my enemies, oh. seeing them oh. driven before me mm-hmm. and Tough hearing time. the lamentation of their women. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, and I learned how to do that from watching today's film, mm. Coney and the Barbarian. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this was my glorious return to movie club. I wanted to come back with a bang. And I wanted to select a movie that is, I don't know, one of my personal favorites, honestly. Wow. I wanted wow. to return with a nice uh, taste in my mouth. Now, mm. I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Rocco, have you seen this movie before? No, no, no. Yeah. I have not. I've seen bits and pieces on, like, cable TV. I you asked know what you I mean? guys if you had ever seen it because I didn't want to, you know. It always is a point against the film if you've already seen it, because then I feel like, well, I'm just making you do something you've already done. Mm-hmm. You both said you had never seen Conan the Barbarian, and I got excited. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. over five years since I've watched it. Oh, um, okay. And it, I remember when I first saw this movie, it reminded me of Zelda, the video game, mm-hmm. the, just the whole series. And I yep. wouldn't be surprised if this did inspire. Yeah, hundred percent. Miyamoto in certain ways, specifically Conan gets a sword by going into a cave, and I was like, "Well, that's the opening scene of, of every Zelda game, right there." Yep. It's funny watching this movie. I did get a sense of like I've seen Conan stuff forever, not really knowing what it was, but yeah, a lot was inspired from this. Even like this walking around Comic Con, like this is just like, or even I feel like this kind of shaped the eighties. Like this was it was a big yeah. thing. Like the eighties were like. This look, like I remember my dad's friend, yeah, would like. I think this was his movie because everything about this movie, like, this all looks familiar to me. Like I've seen stuff like yep. this, like even like, kind of like the I don't know, it's not medieval. It's what is it? 
It is medieval. What, what would you call like this a, a style or like this like? Yeah, well, it's okay. called uh, fantasy yeah. uh, sword and sandal is what people okay. refer to oh, it as. That okay, that, exactly. I, I, that kind of like aesthetic sword and like, sandal is very eighties to so me. So it's both cavemen riding dinosaurs, right? But it's also like. Persian armies and Egyptian cults and kind of everything in between barbarians from the north and, right. and wizards from the swamps of the south. And Even like heavy metal magazine or whatever, like yeah, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the oh, girl yeah. wearing this stuff on riding like a dragon or a whatever dinosaur. Yeah. Like this all is the same to me. Yeah. And, and uh, none of this stuff is new or specific to the eighties. Conan the Barbarian was a book series um, mm-hmm. from the thirties. And I guess yeah. a lot of it was lost to time and was rediscovered in the 50s um, 20 hmm. years later and gained a bunch of popularity. Oh. Interesting. Conan is always going through this resurgence every 20 years. Yeah. So in the 50s, they rediscovered these lost Conan stories from the original author. And I believe his name is like Robert Howard or something. Hmm. And they started writing their own stories. Some people think just, just the original is the good stuff. Some people love it all. Hmm. Hmm. This movie was written by Oliver Stone. I yeah, saw that I when researching realize. it later. I was shocked by this. Yeah, he wrote um, the movie JFK. He wrote mm. Platoon. Um, w. You guys, what? W. Oh, yeah, he made W. Yeah. He makes all these presidential <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I, uh, do you like Oliver Stone movies? I don't really. Yeah, I don't know if I do. <laughs> yeah, not really. I like Oliver Stone movies. I'm down with Oliver Stone. We should watch Platoon sometime if you want to oh, I yeah. have cry. I've seen... Now, here's the thing. And this is a tangent, but I saw Apocalypse Now, Platoon, and... Oh. What was the other one? Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, oh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Within a week. The same oh. week. Oh, the Vietnam trilogy. It was. My father was like, you gotta watch this movie. So I did when I got my wisdom teeth pulled. I had it stuck on the couch. <laughs> wisdom teeth pulled movies. But, yeah, let me tell you... That was a disservice, and now they're all the same movie to me. I can't oh. tell you what happened in what movie. No. So. Dude, love- okay, real quick. Yeah. I would love to do a movie club trilogy where we revisit those three movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've seen all three of those movies many times, and they're all classics. And they all are um, arguably the best picture from those three iconic directors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, I love Full Metal Jacket, but I have to be honest, Platoon, I only played the NES game. The NES there game. was an NES game, huh. which seems nice. very weird to me. But I th- saw that uh, Oliver Stone tried to get Ridley Scott to direct this. Yeah, yeah, yeah fresh off of Alien, and they said no, thank you. Ridley no. Scott could have had two back-to-back blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, they got John Milos. Mm. I think is the way you pronounce oh, that. Classic Milos pick. Oh, is that right? right or uh, I don't have the director here. I think oh, it's John Milos. Uh, yeah, I, it was something like that. John Mul- Mul- Johnny Millennium or something. Oh, John Millennium. Millennium. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I think the uh, the John director. Milius, you're right. Yeah. Milius. Yeah, the director they went with um, did great. I feel like yeah. this movie is filled with iconic shots, themes, memorable scenes. Um, I remember I first saw this movie, like you guys, on TV in pieces. And the ending, we'll get to it. Uh, But the ending shot, when he defeats the enemy, that, like, scarred me as a child. Mm. (laughs) For obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, Well, let's get into it. We're going to talk about Conan the Barbarian. Okay. We're going to spoil the entire movie. We're going to give our analysis on it. 1982 film starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, the movie opens with, uh, uh, they're making a sword. They're like forging it. I guess people don't know how to make swords back then. Just the barbarians. They keep talking about like the riddle of steel. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) 
And later on this, uh, you see Conan is like a little kid and his dad is giving him some mythology, but then this like horde invades his village. Later on, we find out these guys are looking for swords. They're, yeah. They're searching for steel. Um, He's telling him you can trust them. Uh, can't trust them. Can't trust this guy. Can't trust that guy. This you can trust. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good dad impression. About steel. Thank yeah. you. I do did you did impression. you like that scene when they're like on top of the mountain talking about mythology? Oh, I I knew I was in for a good time. As soon as that part oh, yeah. hit, I'm like, this is the perfect level of corny and awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, did you like Sets this movie? Tone. You can say from the beginning oh, if you yeah, liked it course. or not. Yeah, I, I, I figured did. you would like I it. Did, yeah. I don't know if I liked it that much. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I liked it. I'm not gonna get my shakers now, but it was kind of just like I liked a lot, some things a lot, and then some things I'm like, okay. Yeah. I felt it was it was so slow. It was very slow sometimes. It was like so many like long shots of just like people looking at each other for a very <laughs> yeah. long time. And yeah. it was like, okay, we could cut. <laughs> yeah. If you cut a half hour of this movie, I think my shaker rate would have gone up a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool, like when it when it was kind of starting on. I was like, oh, James Earl Jones is in this. That's awesome. Yeah, that is him, right? Show him again. It is him. Yeah. Yeah, it's still it's still him. That, yeah, yeah, it's like, him again. That's a good okay. example of like oh. right right when this they come in, they the 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 horde comes in. I don't know, hijacker thing here, no, but go like for it. the horde comes in, they start killing everyone in town, which every time you see a happy town, you know in this time you know they're <laughs> fucked. Not in this movie. Right? So <laughs> kills everyone, then all that's left is uh Conan and Conan's mom. And then it's like the 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 main bad guy comes off and takes off his mask and it's James Earl Jones with maybe the worst track I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And they have this stare down, but the stare down goes, I mean, like it was dramatic for a little bit and then it went on for another minute and a half and I was like, oh my God, like I know you're going to kill her. Just do it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. but that was like a good, like that's like a lot of that movie. This movie to me was like, okay, I, I, I really got it. Like, you can cut, but I get it. I was trying I, to make it for a dramatic effect, you know. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite parts in the whole movie. Yeah. To be real with you. Yeah. Yeah. James Earl Jones. The, see, this is how I view this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you at home, you let us know who you agree with. Is it boring? Is it too long? <laughs> or is it cinema masterpiece? Mm-hmm. James Earl Jones kills everybody in the town. They maul Conan's dad to death with dogs. Right. That was gnarly. And like Sean said, at the end, it's little boy Conan and his mom. They're the only two people left in this village. And his mom is holding a sword and she looks like a badass. She does. And it's like, is she going to fight James Earl Jones and his two henchmen and his whole army single handedly to to defend her child? Because it looks like she's ready to. And watching it, I was ready for that to happen. So when James Earl Jones shows up and takes his mask off and just he kind of gives her this mysterious vampire look, he disarms her with this look and she puts her sword down. So then I was thinking the first time I saw this movie, like, is he going to make her like a sex slave? What's he going to do? He turns his back on her. Uh, but then he like swoops around real close and hit like kills her. her head off. And I love the shot where it's a shot of Conan holding his mom's hand and you just see the head roll through frame, mm-hmm. hits the ground and then her body falls away and he's yeah. just there like still looking at his hand yeah. and it yeah. does hang on that shot for a long time. Yeah. But I think it was like really dramatic it, and it, powerful. It almost feels like uh, it's going to sound like Bronco. Come on. It, there's that scene in the Sopranos where someone gets shot at the table where Silvio's eating and it almost takes him a minute, like blood hits his face and it's in slow motion where it's like, yeah, it's almost like I don't even know what's happened yet. It's taking yeah, you can't me process yet. all this time yeah. to realize someone has been shot. And let me it feels like the same vibe. There. Clarify that like <laughs> that shot of like her head being chopped off was brutal. 
And it was that part was dramatic. I'm just saying the lead up before that was like, sure, sure, I sure. get it. And then, yeah, they just kept going. yeah. Um, there's this other, you know, there's this other director I like named Sergio Leone. He made um, The Fistful of Dollars and The mm. Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And I listened to an interview he said once about his approach to filmmaking because he kind of does the same thing in his movies. He'll have these gunfights and famously, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, it'll be like close up on the eyes. Yeah. Close yeah. up on the fingers twitching. Close up on licking your lips. Close up on the fly. Lands on the brim of the hat. And it's like, yeah. will you just fucking shoot each other already? <laughs> right. Yeah. But what he says, he's like, well, when I'm making this, these movies, these are moments. If this was real life, this would be a life-changing moment of, right. of extreme violence. Sure. Yeah. And to me, the most interesting part are those those moments leading up to those moments of extreme violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this scene is that, you know, is, sure. is, is why I buy into it. But, you know, not it's not for everyone. It is, it, you know, yeah. it could just be boring. You're like, this fucking do <laughs> something already. I wasn't bored, but I was just like, okay. But, you know, again, like this is the movie starting. I get this is a main plot point. My, I use this as an example because I feel like they do it later on in the movie where I'm like, yo, this part does not matter. This this scene matters. Like, I get why sure. you draw this one out. But I, I will say, though, I, I feel like may, maybe there's a time I might agree with the pacing of it and, you know, whatever with you, Sean. But for some reason, as I, I feel like lately, I've been more and more into the, like, takes its time fantasy mm-hmm. thing because I just feel like so many movies aren't able to do that now or they yeah. got or they have a you know, a gun to their head to make it quicker or this or that. You know, I, I had friends not that long ago tell me like, dude, did you ever see the Dark Crystal? That, that movie's fucking boring too, whatever. And that was another one I watched it and it's fantasy movies, really slow. I mean, it's puppets too. Yeah, but, right. uh, and I fucking loved it. And, you know, I just think this taps into a similar energy. Mm-hmm. There's something about this movie. Well, I'll, I'll get to it later on. Uh, they kill Conan's parents. They kill his whole village. They take little boy Conan as a slave, and then they take him to this big wheel in the middle of nowhere. I love the big wheel. Yeah. Um, the first time I saw this movie, I thought like, this will just be a a set piece they pass on the way to where they're going. Right. Yeah. Oh, the big yeah. wheel is just the beginning of this shitty civilization <laughs> that they're entering. No, they just take him to a big fucking wheel. It's a giant like sideways wagon wheel in the middle of the desert, and they just chain Conan to it with like 30 other children and it's like kids you're just gonna push this wheel all day and i, I was dying to know what that did i really wanted to know well, you never know did. what the big wheel does i like to assume in my mind it's like grinding up millets you know it's for mm. like making food or maybe it's uh grinding up stones to make uh um, yeah to make cement or something it's it's fucking slave work. It's, it is, uh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, for lack of a better term this is not pc as bitch work you know? <laughs> nobody he- wants to do it but either way, either way, we're, the the what it end result is is irrelevant. The perfect metaphor. Uh, I think this do. is genius filmmaking. Yeah. I think that this is one of the best uh, showing a, a long time passing in a short amount of time moments in any movie ever. Wow. Can yeah. you name a better example of, no, it's, it is hey, good. we're going to take this kid from like eight years old to 20 years old in, in 30 seconds and you're going to get the whole story. Uh, Conan is chained to this wheel with 30 other kids and he's like eight and then you see him at 12 and there's like less kids there and then you see him yeah. maybe at 15 you don't really see his face and it's like 10 kids there now Yeah, and then it's just Conan just him by himself and he raises his face and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's fully grown and you, you're like oh 
He's the last of this uh, of these slave kids. He's the only one left. He grew big and strong. Mm. I think it's tied with Howard Stern private parts. You know, it goes from the kid to <laughs> to Howard Stern dressed as a kid in high school or yeah. whatever. You know, it's, uh, neck they, neck. they they kind of ripped it off. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, then one day when he's big and strong, they just take him off the wheel and they uh, they just take him to the uh, another middle of nowhere. And I was gonna say, I love fantasy movies from the eighties. This could be boring, honestly. Mm. Some people might think this is boring, but for me, it's comforting. Mm. It, yeah. it fills me with a warm sense of nostalgia. They have him sitting cross-legged on a wagon, and it's just him being dragged on a wagon like through a hill. Yeah. And you just hear the wood uh, wheels kind of clinking, and, and it's just him there just shaking there, and it's so derpy. Yeah. I, I'm like, this is fantasy. You, yeah. you don't need computer <laughs> gr- hordes of a thousand elves. Yeah. Just put a guy on a fucking shitty cart and, and go take him, him to yeah. a peasant village in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I will say what I did like a lot was I always saw like the, the thing of Arnold being so jacked. Like that makes, what, what, what? that makes no fucking sense. Like the, this guy is so jacked. And then I watched the movie. Like, oh, he's just pushing that wheel. It does make sense why <laughs> this guy is so jacked. Like yeah. I did. Yeah. I got it, you know, but it's also, he got jacked, not by beating people up, being a badass. Right. It was, he, he's yeah. still Worked an hard. underdog. Yes. He's still like, yeah. just a slave kid. He's still a slave. So they take him to this pit in the middle of nowhere and they turn him into a gladiator and they force him to do these gladiator battles. Mm. Um, you want to talk about the gladiator battles? I just thought this is low budget. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> this is like, you know, like it's a, I know we just watched the last duel Rocco and they had that. Yeah. battle and it's like that was huge I mean, obviously it's from today but it's huge yeah. and whatever this is like looks like a room that's like the size of like a bathroom and they're like kind of fighting <laughs> to the death and it looks kind of <laughs> shitty yeah different take once again oh yeah <laughs> first of all they sit conan down on the edge of this pit at sunset and there's just a guy sitting on the other side of the pit and he's like almost silhouetted by the sunset and you just hear the wind and the birds and it's very creepy to me sure. like what, is he just going to fucking sit? They just brought him across the country to sit across this guy. And then when the sun gets dark, suddenly, yeah, it's like back alley. People are like gambling yeah. and they just push him into this pit. And the guy jumps into the pit too. And the dude starts like fucking biting him on the throat and stuff. Crazy, crazy, yeah. It's a 1982 movie, you right. know. Yeah. Is it the biggest production ever? No. Well, it, but also I'm thinking like, well, Conan's just a slave and this is his first fight ever. They're not going right. to take him. He's not going to main event the Coliseum. Well, where I was going, though, with this is like, OK, this part was like, I'm like, this is like, I mean, whatever. I don't care. But low budget, whatever. But then later on in the movie, we'll get to it later. It's like this is not low budget anymore. There's like a billion extras yeah. and this is fucking intense. This yeah, is like an epic yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought it was funny how it started and I was like, okay. And then by the end, I was like totally floored. Like, oh shit. No, I take it back. Like This is like a lot of shit went into this. Totally. After Conan's uh, victories in the gladiator pit become too many to count, he's taken to Asia or the Far East. This doesn't take place on Earth. It's like a fictional realm. He's taken to the Far East. They train him to be a badass warrior. They train him in like poetry. They educate him. They give him... Sex, yeah, that with, was a weird one. With girls, that was a weird one. Come on, it made he's he's uh I mean, yeah he's a victorious champion. Yeah, I get it. No, I know they sure. breed him. That, he's that's a slave. exactly yeah they do breed him. Yep. That's what they say. Yep. But Conan, he's not a barbarian to the ladies. You know, you have to watch for yourself. He's very suave. He puts a blanket around him. He's very nice. Very nice. <laughs> oh, the Conan. blanket trick. The blanket okay. trick was a nice move. All right. Yeah. I got to remember that blanket trick. <laughs> Good trick. If I'm ever in a cage and they push in a naked woman. Give her a blanket, you know? Yeah. Make her feel nice. Yeah. They're going to get comfortable. 
Then they free Conan, you know, and they kind of say, like, maybe it was like a wild animal who had been kept for too long. Yeah, that... Okay, good. I have a question here. Okay. Why did this dude free him? Because he was making a shitload of money off of Conan. I didn't... I, I didn't... He was free, which I was happy for him, but also, like, well, I don't get why that happened. Like, it just kind of just happened in the middle of the night one night. Yeah. And it was like, this dude, this was, like, his income, and he just, like... Felt bad? You know, you I think he it. felt bad. I think yeah. he felt bad. This, I mean, they never, expl- you never, you literally never see a conversation between Conan and his slave masters. Yeah. This is based off pulp fiction from the 30s slash comic books from the 50s. Mm. You know, it's a mythology. So even the narrator says like, Conan never knew why his masters freed him. Right. He could only assume it was as if a wild animal who had been captured and kept for too long. Yeah. They captured this kid as a slave. Here's what I... Here's here's my headcanon, right? Mm. The slave master is like, yeah, I keep people as slaves, but Conan is not a slave. I can see the inherent glory in this. He's too good of a right. human being. He's too good of a warrior. Right. There's too much virality inside this person. I can't keep him as a slave. I feel guilty. He kind of just cuts his chain in the middle of the night and shouts at him, go, you're free. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, and Conan runs into the middle of the night. He's chased by dogs at this point, mm-hmm. which apparently were really trying to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Did you read that? <laughs> yeah, I was hearing stuff about, yeah. They they couldn't they, control these dogs on set. They were like attacking the trainer. Well, yeah. when, that, when his dad was mauled by dogs, it looked pretty brutal. <laughs> like that was a, a stuntman getting mauled by a dog for sure earlier on in the movie. So yeah, yeah. I, these, I don't know where they got these fucking dogs. Yeah. Well, just in general though, all I kept reading about the movie when I was look, just looking up stuff about it was poor Arnold had to do all these stunts. They didn't have designated people because they couldn't find anyone that looked like Arnold. Oh, he's so big. So it was just like <laughs> Arnold. You, yeah. Oh, so who are going to have in the do, in the dog chase? Show? Arnold, you have to do it's it. Gotta like, be what? you. No one else looks There's like only you. one you. So he they said the poor guy went through hell during this movie because it was just like, yeah, you got to fall off he this. You got to do this. Arnold but, Schwarzenegger, by the way, was 33 when they started making this movie. Wow. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> too old to be doing that shit. Damn. <laughs> just kidding. Prime of his life. Um. He goes into a cave and to get away from the dogs and in the cave, he finds a sword um, belonging to like some forgotten king, <laughs> some like skeleton king. And he takes the sword. And I love how the the skeleton kind of collapses a little mm-hmm. bit to bow his head to to Conan. Right. Nice touch. Yeah. It did seem like they went out of their way to make sure that Arnold Schwarzenegger had as little lines as possible. Yes. In this movie, which I think maybe is the case. I mean, yeah. I guess um, he had a thick Austrian accent. Right. Yeah, the, the studio right. was like nervous about that, right? Yeah, because I, I read like that, that they wanted him to be the narrator, but they thought that yeah. wouldn't work, so they had to get someone else to be the narrator because he his accent was so thick. So yeah, a lot of it I think is hmm. silent for a reason because like, well, let's not have him talk. So they got a guy with a different accent. Well, yeah, I was yeah, gonna exactly. say I'm, I've said it before on here, and I'll say it again. Anytime there's a funny narrator on a movie, something went wrong in production. I maintain that it's there's always a story, you yeah. know. Oh, don't you can't have him do it. Just have this other guy. Okay, okay. There's always some 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 you know tinkering going on. Anyway, Conan gets out of the cave now with a sword, and he kind of gives a look at the dogs, like, "Yeah, what's up now?" Hard cut to him covered oh, in dog pelts. That, I laughed at that. That was hilarious. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then Conan meets a witch. You want to talk about the witch? Uh, sexy witch. You know, wanted to yeah. get some, and then in the Can't middle of. That. Um, intercourse 
she goes fucking nuts and yeah. turns into like a demon thing. I don't know what that was. Yeah, she could. She may. She possibly was just a succubus or a demon to begin with. But yeah, she seduces Conan. They have sex, and then while they're having sex, she turns into a monster. Um, he throws her into a fireplace to defeat her. I always thought that scene was cool. Yeah. But yeah, it, I saw it, when I was a kid. It's <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious in the sense of like she's attacking him. They're in the middle of having sex. He just rolls over and just throws yeah. her. Like, like, like she well, has nothing. Just throws The whole her. scene, it, honestly, the first time I watched the movie, I'm thinking, what is the point of this scene? Is this just a gratuitous sex scene? Right. Like, this woman is acting weird, obviously horny AF. Yeah. Uh, she's like, don't you want to warm yourself by my fire? Mm-hmm. And then Co- Conan's in the fucking hut with her now, and she's like, rump out up in the air, like <laughs> on all fours. But then she like grabs some powder and throws it in the fireplace. And then I'm like, okay, she's clearly a witch doing some stupid shit. Mm. I'm starting to get interested. Where is this going? Yeah. And then they're having sex. It's kind of gratuitous. And she starts like yelling out like her witch chant or I don't know what yeah, she's it's doing. It's like exorcism shit. Like, scoff, whatever she's saying. Yeah. That's not a direct quote. Uh, <laughs> Close though. Close. Paraphrasing. But yeah. the scene starts getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And at the same time, to me, it's getting more and more interesting. And mm. then it culminates with... Conan is fucking a demon. (laughs) And then it's like, holy shit. Like, how did this? What do you do at that point? And then just rolls over and throws her into the fireplace. (laughs) Classic Conan scene. That's, you know, that's what sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. But then she doesn't die. She turns into like an energy ball. Yeah, she turns into a spirit and like flies off. Flies off like laughing at it. But then I thought, oh, this is coming back later. It does, it does not no. come back later. <laughs> it's just another episode in the Conan saga. Yeah. And I love when he she flies off. He's at the doorway holding his sword and he goes, Krom, which is the, basically the Conan equivalent of holy shit uh, or uh, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> if Conan could have said that, it would have worked. I, I equated to the level of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're basically right. Yeah. Then behind the witch's hut, he meets his first friend, this, uh, I don't remember this guy's name, but he's a thief mm-hmm. and an archer. Uh, Conan frees this guy and they become friends. Uh, and then they go to like a city and this guy kind of shows Conan what it's like to be in a city. Conan's never been in a city before. Never seen one before. Yeah, he was raised as a slave. This is kind of a funny scene where Conan is getting drunk for the first time and just being, it's like, Conan, you're going to be a teenager for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You were going to get your life story in this movie in five minutes where you're a rowdy teenager. He like gets drunk and punches a camel in the face. Dude, you know, back in like the 80s, it's like they didn't really have anyone on set making sure animals weren't fucked with. Yeah. And so I'm watching this like I couldn't tell. Though, is that a camel puppet? Did he punch a camel? Like what happened? Like I couldn't figure out what I was looking at. Uh, did you look it up? I looked it up. I couldn't find any answers. I don't know. Did he? Punch- I don't know what the deal with the camel is either. Did he punch a camel? Did he punch a camel puppet? I don't know what he did. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. There's so much trivia about this movie. The IMDb trivia page is over 22 pages long. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, Whoa. It's like a book just on trivia. Hmm. Um. Uh, okay. What's up? Can, can I read you something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? <laughs> this is a note on this movie. The use of live animals in the film was controversial. The American Humane Association, the overseeing organization for humane treatment of animals, in case you didn't know, mm-hmm. yeah, noted there were incidents such as a dog being kicked, mm-hmm. a, oh. a camel struck, okay, <laughs> and horses tripped. Now, I, I, I mean that was gnarly later on, but so, so, he, so animals I, I, noted the end. So animals were in fact harmed. 
So, so he Arnold Schwarzenegger a fucking camel in the face. He like uh, he punches the camel. The camel gets knocked out, but that's probably just a fake camel falling over. In, I don't know. That was one shot. shot of the camel. No, it was a two-shotter. Was it a two-shot? Yeah, he. you get a shot of him punching the camel in the face, and then it's a reverse shot of the camel falling out of the frame, and they're standing there like, uh-oh. Uh, and then I, the whole crowd is looking at them. I also feel like, for real, though, if you punched a camel, that would hurt your hand pretty bad. Uh, yeah. they're, dude, they're softer than a, you think. Like, you maybe just he just, like, commit that to That was a punch. dummy punch, yeah. Oh. That was a, that was, he pulled his punch. I gotta, I gotta call up Arnold and see if he actually hit that camel. I gotta know. You're not allowed to be governor if you've punched a camel. Not in California. Mm-hmm. I was in a, a community theater uh, Christmas show once where at the last minute they announced there would be camels on stage mm. during the nativity part, and they literally... Brought the thing right in front of me. There was no point in me being on stage anymore because they were like, "Oh, and by the way, he's going to be right here." And the the director wow. they really at, went out of their way to exclude you. They, they, the director went over to me and went, "Sorry, this thing costs a lot of money," because he knew no one would see me, mm-hmm. and it took a shit right in front of me. I, literally, I'm like, "Wait, so I'm not like seen in this part anymore?" And then the song started, and I mean, like like fucking golf ball size shits. I think it was a, an omen. A mountain of them, and I uh, le- I was no yeah. longer in that. But I just stopped showing up to that. That was a so metaphor for your uh, stage career. You know, oh seriously, <laughs> when I watched that, I was like, maybe I'm not doing theater. But I just want the reason I bring it up is in that moment I, I did want to punch a camel. So okay, fair. It's enough. not a weird thought, you know. Oh, okay, fair. Then enough. so you were living vicariously through Arnold in this part. Oh like, yeah, oh I get scene. that. I don't get the complaints. Basically, <laughs> is all yeah. I'm saying. So Arnold is hanging out with this thief. Uh, Conan is hanging out with this thief. They're best buds. They're punching camels. They're doing all kinds of crazy shit. And they find that this the town that they're in has this big uh, snake cult tower mm-hmm. in the middle of it. And he's a thief. He's like, let's go rob that place. So they decide to rob it. And when they're doing that, they meet a woman named Valeria. Sorry. You need to take that? No. Okay. <laughs> and she's the she completes the uh, trio of thieves here. Uh, she kind of tells these guys, you're not prepared to do this. You don't even have any ropes. They team up. The three of them are going to rob this tower. They go into the tower, and they find that inside there is this snake cult. And we should mention, by the way, the point of this movie at this point Conan is looking for the people who killed his parents. Yeah. He's looking for James Earl Jones. He uh, remembers the sigil, the symbol that they had on their armor, their helmets, and their shields. So everywhere he goes, he's looking for two snakes facing each other right? with a sword and moon. And I'm sorry, a sun and a moon symbol in the snakes. Mm-hmm. And he finds it in the snake cult tower. So he knows he's on the right path. The snake tower has... Um, Jewels in it, riches. They're doing this sacrificial ceremony. Um, but there's also a giant monster snake in the bottom of the tower. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it looked really good, actually. Yeah. So Conan and the thief go to confront the snake while the girl Valeria watches the ceremony and tries to infiltrate that. That's kind of what this scene is about. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, when I saw bits and pieces of this as a kid, I think I remember the witch thing. Yeah, and I have a I have a distinct I think I I have a vague memory of that in my head. That didn't scare me. I like I kept it through that, but I think snake stuff was where I was mm. like, all right, turn on Nintendo. I'm not doing that. This movie is rated R, but um, I feel like this is the bet a movie best viewed when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Unfortunately, huh? because yeah. the stuff yeah. in this movie is so fantastic. Yeah. This 
like blows your mind it's, when, it's, when you're like young. It's all set to blow a kid's mind. Exactly. Yeah. Like yes. when you're an adult, you're like, oh, the giant snake. That That's a cool effect. Yeah. But I remember seeing the giant snake as a child. Like Conan has to fight a giant snake. Yeah. No. That, no. <laughs> no, I could like <laughs> not know? watch that. Like, how does he do it? Yeah. The snake will beat him. It's a huge <laughs> snake. And he's like being like kind of careless around. I'm like, yo, that's a big fucking snake. You yeah. Be no, a- I, I watching the movie now. I remembered the feeling of yeah, being a kid because Conan has to steal a jewel and the giant snake is coiled around the jewel and the snake doesn't move the whole scene. And you're just, you don't care as an adult. You're like, oh, don't wake up the snake. But as a kid, you're like, oh, the snake's not moving. But the snake's eye is open. Yeah, but it's going to bite him. Hey, I mean. Your imagination it, runs wild. making 101. You see that snake's eye and you think, well, that thing's waking up at some point. There's no way you're showing that eye with and yeah. the, his leaves and that's fine. Uh, it's yeah. just so much more powerful for a kid. Yeah. Uh, but then this movie has like boobs and violence and people getting their throats yeah. slit. So it's like an 80s kids movie. <laughs> you know, it, just us 80s kids. Yeah. Uh, but it is interesting. Yeah, it's all stuff that, yeah, a child's mind would really buy into. Like, just really, yeah, yeah that's an like, interesting thought. All the scary things in this movie are scarier when you're a kid. Because yeah. as an adult, they're just a little silly. Yeah. But the movie, I think, is good enough to, you know, if you are a kid or if it's, you have that childlike mentality, it's it's believable enough for me that the movie works. Yeah. It's almost like when you're a kid, the world is big enough that these things could be out there. You know, kind of like oh, like absolutely. the mystery of right. like how how big can a snake get? All these little, yeah, that's that's interesting. What's What's also great about this movie is there's no computer effects. The snake effect looks really good. Yeah, and it's practical. Um, yeah, and the yeah. sets are really big too. The sets are huge. So you just buy into it. Yeah, yeah. everything in this movie feels real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a little crappy and low budget, yeah. like you said, mm-hmm. even, but it's still real. You could tell that they're really in a set. Like yeah. this snake pit feels like it's a real tower. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a soundstage. It's really cool. I always love looking up the technical stuff. Not to go, not to go on a tangent here, but I obviously love all that, that all that was done practically, whatever. Yeah. I also think it was interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk really quick about the sound in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. This was the last... Uh, major motion picture by any studio that was released in mono sound. They used to, a lot of theaters would just get the one speaker version of mm-hmm. the audio. And and the, this movie has a lot of great audio and the soundtrack is really good and all that. But I didn't know this was the last, that was like the end of an era. You know, because it was like at the minimum, you're going to give them stereo. Like, why would you not? But interesting, they, they were still mixing in mono for some you know, movies. On this is the note- last one. This movie maybe was a passing of the baton. Yeah. Because I read that this was the one of the first movies to use a new audio technology mm, yeah. for mm. their for their um score, for their music tracks. Yeah, yeah. Where they wrote the music and then used this audio technology called like CineSync. Or so I don't remember the name of it, where they yeah, could speed it? up the music or slow it down to time the music beats precisely to the oh, action happening interesting. on camera. Yeah, this yeah, was 1982. Yeah. That's right. easy for us. We could slow down our music or yeah. speed it up on a computer today, but they didn't have computers back then. So no. this was cutting edge technology. So it was the end of an yeah, era in one yeah. a- uh, aspect, but yeah. the beginning of an era in another. Yeah, I always, that, that kind of stuff always fascinates me. You know, even when we talked about Black Hole, I know it, that was whatever, but you know, that being like, you know, kind of the end of how Disney used to do things right. and, you know, the beginning of the other. I don't know. I always like that kind of stuff. So, yeah. The, 
reading about the technical stuff was fascinating about this movie. Absolutely. So they kill the giant snake. They steal the diamond. They get out of the snake pit. They have a good time. They party. They go crazy, man. Conan's such a great movie. They're arrested by the king. And they think they're going to get busted. But the king actually hates the snake cult. He hates the snake cult so much mm. uh, because they kidnapped his daughter, the princess. Yeah. So he actually hires... Um, Conan, Valeria, and the thief dude. I can't remember his name. Me neither, but yes. They're like bounty hunters now. Or, um, you know, he 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 hires them to go retrieve his daughter from this cult. I thought that Keen's speech was really good <clears throat> about, like, eventually you get to be, you have so much that, like, th- these rubies are just shiny things and you don't like yeah. care anymore. But, like, the love of your daughter is what really matters. And it's like, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel this. See, that's the one part of the movie I hate. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, awesome. I actually think that was like really touching. Like this yeah. movie goes unexpectedly deep sometimes. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like he's giving them so much jewels. I yeah. was thinking like this king can't fucking give away all his fucking jewels <laughs> to these three thieves. But then he gives that whole speech about like, what does this matter? I'm an old man and my daughter doesn't want to see me anymore. Like, right. I, what do I need these jewels for? Yeah. I, I would give you all of this and more to get her love back. And I was like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty deep. Yep. By the way, this movie has a sequel, Conan yep. the Destroyer, that is so bad. Oh, and is oh I was going to ask so, about that. Man. Oh, my God. For me, this movie, if I'm not going to give a shaker, but if this movie was a 10 out of 10, Conan the Destroyer is like a 2. Oh, wow. Or a wow. 1.5. It is so That's bad. That's a bummer. I didn't uh, know. I, I've never heard anything about the second one. It's almost worth watching just to see how bad it is and how it's like more crazy sets, more crazy ideas. But the kind of the core story in the in the middle connecting it all is not there. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Well, I feel like this movie works because at its core, Conan's a little kid and he goes through all this yeah. shit. And I could totally understand why you're fucking pissed off and you want to find the guy who killed your parents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh, a thing you can connect to this. Yeah. This whole story you're is you're just broken from this event at, that we saw at the beginning of the movie. I mean, it's a tale of revenge, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't well, feel like mean spirited at the same yeah. time. Conan feels like a good guy who's yeah. just, Oh yeah. Yeah. He's you on root for him the whole time. Yeah. It's a heroic quest. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I've gone on record that I love the matrix sequels, but it's kind of like that. It's like the first matrix is a thing you can connect with where here's the guy who hates his job and his whatever and his path to understanding. And then, you know, and then you have the sequels. He's just God. Well, I'm yeah, not, not really, not really connecting with that anymore. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Things like that happen with sequels a lot. So um, I, I, I was just going to say, I guess yeah, yeah. when they did like DVD commentary for these movies, I guess Arnold really tried to sell it on that. I, I, I never listened to it, but other people were saying that on the commentary, he was really like, we're going to do work. This was always supposed to be a series. We're going to do a third one. We're going to redeem, you know. I know people didn't like the second one. We're going to redeem it. We're going to redeem it. And then I guess like everyone else involved in what the production would be was like, no, we're not. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But Arnold really wanted it to happen, I guess. So Arnold Schwarzenegger said that this movie was God's gift to his career. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, That he signed up to do this movie having not seen the script or anything or even he didn't know anything about Conan. Yeah. But they they. For the people making this movie, they didn't consider any actors other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the, weird because he wasn't really an actor before that, right? He was in a couple things. He was in a couple things, but they basically said, 
we're doing this movie with you or we're not doing it. And wow. for him, it was out of the blue because he'd never heard of Kona. So they called him up one day and they said, we're doing this movie with you or we're not doing it. Do you want to do it? And he said, okay. Uh, and he signed up to do four pictures. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a whole four wow. pictures. Whole series, the yeah. second movie was so bad, they never made three and four. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, a little backstory on the making of this movie. So they get hired by this king and... Uh, I don't know. Uh, for whatever reason, they split up. Do you remember why they they like Arnold kind of goes off on his own at first? Yeah, well, it seems like they just want to take the money and run, and they don't. But he wants to. He finds out that like the leader of this cult is the dude who killed his. Yeah, parents. it's the sword. So he uh, it's the snake seal. doesn't really necessarily care so much about rescuing the girl as much as killing this dude. He's, he's going for revenge. Yeah. So yeah. So they they say well, we already got our fucking money. We could just live our lives, be happy. And then he's like, I'm going to go finish this. So he goes off on his own. And, uh, this is kind of the final act of the movie. He meets the narrator of the film, this wizard who lives by the rivers and stuff. And he also meets these hippie flower children called the children of doom. The bad guy in this movie's name is Thulsa doom. That's who James Earl Jones plays. Yeah. Thulsa doom is now the leader of a cult. We have to remember that like, at least 10 years have passed since Thulsa Doom killed Conan's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly more, possibly 15. I wouldn't say it was more than 15 years, possibly 15 or 20 years maybe yeah. have passed. <clears throat> so Thulsa Doom, who was once this warrior leading this crusade, is now the head of this whole religious movement. Mm. And the his followers are like hippies from the 60s. I always thought that was really funny. Yeah, it, it was funny. It was... I, w- I honestly want more of a movie just on this cult because it was really interesting to me. Like the snake cult where he makes people kill themselves at whim and just to prove that they'll do that for him or something. And it was yeah. interesting. So I guess. Oh, no, no, keep going. The author of the books that Conan uh, is based off of, this snake cult is like a major factoring group in the book series. Mm-hmm. So that's oh. why there's so many elements like yeah, they worship snakes. They have this giant snake monster. It's they do orgies. Yeah. Uh, they kill themselves uh, to, as sacrifices to the lead. It seems like very thought out. It seems like that's the thing. Is like this was so much. Like that's. I think that was my problem with this movie. Was like there's so much like no dialogue really with Arnold stuff. And then got to this cult. I'm like, well, now I'm interested. Let's let's get into this. Like, <laughs> what is this about? But that was like. <clears throat> back to Arnold. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, but yeah. I want to see what, what is this fucking weird cult thing? The movie kind of moves uh, from idea to idea. And I think it's because they're taking so many of these books and just yeah. cherry picking little episodes from them and trying to cobble them together into like a best of Which makes yeah. sense. Story. But honestly, if the movie was focused around the 10 years in between for Thulsa Doom, I think I would have like been way more interested in that than what happened with Conan. Dude, that's a movie you can still make. James Earl Jones uh-huh. does not need to play Thulsa Doom. No. Just get some other actor to do the Thulsa Doom story set in this world. Yeah. And Conan is a minor character who shows up now and again. Yeah, but how did that's like money. this warrior guy all of a sudden become a cult leader who like everyone is into and killing themselves over? Like yeah. that's interesting. Well, I can imagine that Thulsa Doom um discovered some some form of magic mm-hmm. where he changed from being a warrior to being more of a religious figure because mm-hmm. he now has the ability to transform into a snake. Right, which that got me off guard too. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> from when I was a kid. We'll get there. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. 
Conan finds these hippie flower children and basically dis- uh, disguises himself as a hippie flower child, which is hilarious. You're like the most buff militant it was guy so good. I love in the that. world. And he's like putting on rags and walking around with flowers. Like, <laughs> and he's like sleeping with like a stupid hat on. Yeah. And he's basically p- being a hippie. This movie goes places. I appreciate it. It's not just one note. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. I do think it was funny having Arnold try to blend in. It's like, this dude is not blending in. Yeah, yeah. he is luck, not bro. blending in. And, and, <laughs> and all throughout this, he's not blending in because then this priest kind of finds him and is like, ooh, you're wearing the wrong clothes, my child. And it looks like he's going to abuse him, do some weird sexual shit. Mm-hmm. And Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, can we, in his thick uh, Conan accent, can we go over there where we could talk and nobody could see us? Yes, let's go. And uh, I love this. I This is like the birth of the Arnold one-liner. Mm, yes. Because he's yes. talking to the priest. Oh. And he's like, is this all the clothes you have? And he's like, yes, this is everything I have on me. And Arnold Schwarzenegger like punches him and knocks him out and goes, and this all you'll ever need. And I'm like, there it is. That's There's the one-liner. He became known for killing people and saying like a funny joke. And he doesn't quite kill this guy, and the no. joke isn't quite funny, but the germ of the idea is <laughs> we there. We started it somewhere. Yeah. And the guy's like, you promised you weren't going to hit me. And he goes, I lied. I li- <laughs> now, that's a classic. <laughs> you said you we were going to kill me last. <laughs> I lied. We got to, uh, there needs to be a commando episode. We That's that's later. Someone needs ever, to pick that. By commando. the way, I should Shit. say, when I was a child, I should have started my episode, this episode, by saying this. Arnold Schwarzenegger was my favorite actor when I was seven years old. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. Terminator 2, Predator. Um, I didn't see Commando, but uh, but later on I saw Commando uh, as an adult, and it reinforced my love of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Last Action Hero. I even t- liked him as Mr. Freeze in the Batman movies because I was such a big Arnie fan. Uh, yeah, I somehow was just... I never saw his movies growing up. You know, a lot of them were rated R, and I, I was... Personally, I was just never around that. Yeah, and it wasn't until later, like later in my twenties, that I wa- I just one day I yeah. watched I watched both Terminator movies like for the first time all the way through, and we're like, this is great. And then I just watched all his movies, and I, I had such a good time. The only movies I have his I watched were Twins, <laughs> another classic, which the, we've done on Movie Club, and the movie Eraser. You remember the movie? That's Eraser? A, a, another cool movie. <laughs> and, but that was that. it for Arnold movies. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, I don't know how I missed them. I might have to say my whole career and philosophy as a filmmaker may be more influenced by Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> than any other person in Hollywood, yeah, yeah. because I think at a formative age for me, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I was obsessed with Arnold Schwarzenegger movies mm-hmm. and the ones I just mentioned, the Terminator films, the Predator movies, this movie. Um, these are all like really good movies. Total Recall. These are all movies with like iconic directors, weird sci-fi action fantasy films. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just, I was never, I mean, this especially, there's like so much sex and violence yeah. that I would have yeah. never been allowed to see this. And as that's a kid. the thing. My parents did let me watch rated R movies from yeah. a very early yeah. age. Yeah. And so I did watch a lot of these movies, maybe too young. My, but. my family was less concerned with the ratings than they were just the con it, like what it was, you know, they didn't want me watching stuff with a bunch of sex and nudity, obviously, but you know, we had alien in the house and I was rated R, but my parents were like, Hey, it's intense. But if you think you can do that, we'll watch it with, you, you know what I mean? That they were more into, you know, it's like, okay, it's just more about the, uh, 
intensity of it. I yeah. Guess, or yeah. Whatever. So Conan steals the priest's clothes and then he goes to the temple of Thulsa Doom and he, he, he finds who he's been looking for and they're doing this huge ceremony there, but he sticks out like a sore thumb and they capture him. And it's like the entire cult, like a thousand people capture Conan. He can't fight his way out of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the classic. This is in every action movie. They capture the good guy and the good guy and the bad guy are face to face and the good guy gets tortured. The bad guy kind of reveals his whole plan and the good guy gets tortured here, yeah, right? Yep. Thulsa Doom explains that, like, I'm not a warrior anymore. I must have killed your parents in my younger days. He does what Sean was talking about. He's like, you know, I used to chase steel, but now I chase flesh. Flesh is stronger. I'll show you. And he, like, beckons one of his followers to kill themselves, and they do. Blah, blah, blah. He tells Conan, we're going to put you on the tree of woe. And he crucifies him to a giant tree. Mm-hmm. Conan is rescued by his friends, the thief and Valeria. It was a long, it was, he was, I gave them credit for this scene. It was long, but I thought it was, it showed you how long he was on that thing for. He oh was like yeah. Up. Like the buzzards are flying around and they start pecking at his neck and he like bites it and fucking kills it. Yeah. <laughs> he bites back. Now that was that, a puppet. That, that, was that a, one yeah. was obviously oh, a puppet. I knew oh, that, that. but oh, that well. was like, oh my God, he just fucking killed that thing. Jesus. <laughs> Cool. It's little details like that, which is why I love this movie. I remember mm. watching this movie again for the first time, thinking like, oh, the buzzards are picking at him. Holy shit, Conan picks back. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, So they rescue Conan. They kind of do this ritual to bring him back. That the was dead. something too. Like, yeah, like they said that like, I don't know who was going after him. Demons, yeah, the afterlife the, yeah, or the, something. The, and they tied him down being like, all right, we're going to oh. the soul collectors from the afterlife. Yeah. I thought the painting like of like the stuff on his body was pretty nuts. Like of like the words and stuff of like that. That was interesting to me. Yeah. Like a resurrection ceremony. Cause he pretty much died on the tree of woe when he's brought back to life. They agree. Like we're going to go in, we're going to take care of Thulsa doom. And this is the real grand finale. They go in and they infiltrate this, the, cave that leads it's a back entrance to the temple they sneak their way all the way up to the temple it's like a video game they find yeah Thulsa doom is there's doing even like music like they're singing a song i couldn't figure out if they were singing it or that was just the soundtrack of yeah. like a song singing like i couldn't cor- figure it out yeah chorus chanting it's a yeah. big orgy party up there and well, this before we get to the orgy though it was like the torture room or i don't know what that was of like bodies being like drained of something and then they put it into this hot boiling soup and then brought it into the orgy room. Yeah. They're making a stew out of human body parts to feed the people who are participating in the orgy. And so like, yeah, they, that like fucked me up. That was gross. <laughs> this movie's the movie's hardcore. Yeah. Like, and, there's oh, a part ahead. where they're ladling it and there's like a hand in there. Yeah, that comes and, a little later. But and then yeah. the girl, like, but like she like, takes a bowl of it and this like eagerly says like eating it quickly. It's like, oh my oh fuck. Ew. Ew. They're snakes, dude. They're they yeah. l- l- have that snake diet. Sure. And Thulsa Doom turns into a snake. This is when he does it. That's true. And uh it's very much like Michael Jackson turning into the wolf and thriller. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the thriller transformation is a little more convincing. <laughs> uh, but it's it's similar to that. The music is better in Thriller too. I'll say. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Um, they kidnap the princess from the sex party, and as they're fleeing, Thulsa Doom does this thing where he takes a snake and like magically turns it into an arrow and then shoots it. That always fucked me up as a mm. as a kid. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, the the snake arrow is that makes me squirm. That was a good <laughs> effect too because it. I mean, obviously it looks it was, good it, when they when it's a straight snake. 
and like the arrow and they pull it out and then all of a sudden it turns into a real snake. It looks good. I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they did that either. It looks good. It looks like they pulled out a real snake. I yeah. don't know. Um, and uh, Valeria dies. She said that she had to pay the toll to bring Conan back and this is it. Mm. Um, they know that now that they have the princess, Thulsa Doom and his men are going to be looking for him. So they, they stage one last stand, one final showdown at this um, burial ground, kind of like an ancient graveyard. Mm. And at this final showdown, they kill everybody except for Thulsa Doom. And at one point, Conan is almost defeated, but the spirit of Valeria comes back and protects him to save his save the day in the right. fight. Um, I just mention it here in passing, but it's actually like a really significant moment in the movie that I think is awesome. Thulsa mm. Doom gets away. Conan tracks him back to the temple and Thulsa has like one final ceremony where he's basically going to get all his followers to launch, turn into an army and go take over the world. And while he's giving this big speech, Conan sneaks up behind him and cuts his head off. And show, in front of everyone. Shows it to all the followers and then <laughs> throws it down the steps and it rolls down the steps of this big temple. That messed me up when I was a kid. I this bet. is the first decapitation I can I think I ever saw in a movie. And I was just oh. like, I didn't know you could do that in a movie. Right. I didn't know you could cut somebody's head off. Right. In That's a movie. fucked up. So that yeah. was it was it messed me up. They had so many extras there at this part. This part I was just talking about earlier, where it's like so many people in these white robes holding these like torches. It looked impressive. And also it's way before CG. So they just did that. Yeah. yeah. So that was this part. Any part was like, this is crazy. This is cool. The set was cool too. Yeah. And then they burn it all down. Yeah. The set was huge. And then Conan lights it on fire and the <laughs> temple burns down. As we're sure we're, we're done filming here. Yeah. We're good. We got everything. Uh, yeah, check? I guess so. You want to pop it in the computer real quick? I also okay, liked how like when they burned it, like it was like off to the side a little bit. It to me it looked like it fucked up. It fucked up, but there <laughs> there was one take and that's what it exactly. was. Yeah. yeah. There's something I appreciate about movies from the 80s and it's you have to use the shitty shot mm -hmm. Conan <laughs> took a giant torch and threw it into the temple and you could tell the temple was supposed to erupt in flames but the torch lands to the left of where it's supposed to hit and it's about 30 seconds and you kind of see it start to catch on fire okay <laughs> hard cut to the whole temple is ablaze in flames yeah. and I'm like as a filmmaker I know you put so much fucking gasoline over there the shot was throw the torch and the temple lights on fire. And it probably took five minutes to light on fire yeah. when you needed it in, the the, whole, in one minute. The whole crew has been like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like from behind camera. Yeah. Like, and then the special effects guy, R. Garrett, is like, I put the stuff there. I don't. Yeah, but you I know what? <laughs> to me, as a viewer and just Derek Acosta's sensibility, I love that because I go, well, that's real. Yes, yeah. exactly. You really burnt down a temple. Arnold Schwarzenegger really threw a torch into a temple and it actually burned down. No, it didn't happen in one minute perfectly because that's life. Yeah. yeah. Things don't happen perfectly. Yeah. There's another scene in this movie where a guy with a hammer inside that same temple hits a big pillar and knocks mm -hmm. it over and the shot goes on 30 seconds too long. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you could tell it's because the pillar falls in front of the camera and then takes a second to kind of roll out of the way yeah. to show you that it, like all the destruction. And mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, this pillar fell two feet to the left and it would have been perfect if it just fell over two feet to the right but you can't redo this shot. Yeah. So you just have to use the shot and let it go long and let the pillar roll out of the way so mm -hmm. we can see what happens. 
Um, yeah, you don't see that in movies today. In mm-hmm. movies today, it's all perfect. True. They do it in a computer. It's 100% perfect. It's clean, but it's a little cookie cutter. Yeah. And I like the rough edges. In fact, when I going all the way back to the beginning of this movie, yeah. when Thulsa Doom first invades Conan's village as a young boy, mm-hmm. they use out of focus shots. You remember like mm-hmm. there's a dude, there's yeah, a dude yeah. with like red hair and body paint who's running through the forest and he's like the first member of the raiding party to show mm-hmm. up. Yeah. There's shots where he runs out of focus. There's shots where it's like handheld footage and it's not quite in frame. <laughs> and I love that because I'm like, you're doing fucking amateur shit on a $70 million set. Right. And it just kind of, to me, makes it feel real. Like, oh, you were actually there. Like, right. You're actually there filming a guy running into this village, raiding it. And and it was imperfect because you really did it. You I know? was just going to say real quick, uh, we went and saw, a few of us here went and saw, they re-released The Godfather in theaters. Oh, yeah. And I was just talking with them about the, the scene where Sonny, Hears that uh, his uh, sister's husband uh, it, like hit her, and you know he loses his temper and goes out and beats him up on the street. Like right. he sees him sitting on yeah. his porch and just classic scene. Yeah, and there's so many parts of that fight where he just whiffs the punch. It's like you know, uh, uh, and it's like yo, you missed his head two times. You know, there's so many imperfections in that fight, but it has the energy of like you definitely didn't tell anyone what you were going to do to this guy like there's an energy that it's like this is really happening and no one on set knows Mm -hmm. what's you know and it's like sometimes the energy almost is more important than the did you get it in focus did you get you know what i mean like like he misses a couple punches those are technically film mistakes but you don't hold it against the scene because the energy of it is so real you know kind of like what you were talking about it's like I don't know. I'm I'm buying the the vibe of this because no one knew what James Conn was going to do. He's hitting him with a trash can. All of it was improvised, and you feel that watching it, and it makes you kind of scared watching it. Oh no! I, I, sh- what is he going to do? Even when they make mistakes, you forgive it because you you're, you're still buying it. You buy the sincerity of it. I don't know. That yeah. makes sense. I I was <laughs> terrified for the animals in that last fight scene. Like all the horses, I just knew they were gonna get really fucked up. Back and to Conan. Back to Conan. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, very like like that. I was like, what are they gonna do? Oh my god, these poor horses. What's gonna happen? And yeah, I was invested in that. I guess you know, like I I don't know. All right. Well, that's Conan. He burns down the temple. The movie ends. He yeah. he becomes a. King. They say like, oh, he became a king. But that's a story for a later time. It teases you. Which we don't want to see that movie. Different ugh, different movie. So bad. Oh. Huh. Mm. So let's give this our popcorn shakers. I'm going to start. Now, let me pause. I'm going to really think about this. Do I think this is a five shaker film? I think I do. Okay. I'm giving Conan the Barbarian five out of five. Mm. I wouldn't change a thing about this movie. I love it. I think it's a perfect film. Wow. Hell yeah. But that's just me. Derek, you literally just did what I did on the last episode of Movie Club. <laughs> the episode wrapped up and John's like, oh, what do we want to what do you want to give shakers to Willy Wonka? Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, do I think five? It was like, yeah, just fucking get to it, bro. But anyway. But I didn't know actually I didn't actually yeah, know, I didn't know you were gonna do, give this yeah, a I didn't five, know you do five. To be fair. I knew you were gonna give it a high score, yeah. but I'm yeah. kind of I'm that wow, that's pretty amazing. Well, Rocco, what about you? I, well, I was just gonna say though. Derek, that's really interesting. This does speak to a lot of your sensibilities about sir. I, I don't know that I can see that. I didn't think you were going to give it a perfect score, but I honestly like, yeah, everything in this movie is the kind of stuff that 
I don't know. I, I could see like, yeah, this is your shit. I get that. So that's interesting. Uh, man, that's, I don't know. It's, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I, like I said, I've kind of tapped into, I really like the kind of slower fantasy movie. I, I've come to enjoy that more. Um, I don't, I, I, I want to give it a three or four, but only because I don't know how much I'll revisit it, you know, but it, maybe I would give it a, a, th a solid three. I think it's a great movie of this genre. I don't know if uh, it's my kind of thing necessarily, but I really enjoyed the visit. You know what I mean? I enjoyed sure. the adventure. Yeah. And I think for me, I probably am awarding extra points because I am such a big Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is going to get extra points in my book. Yeah. Sure. Um, also, you say you saw it as a kid, and I feel like this movie, yeah, had I, you seen it as a kid, is maybe life changing. This movie a did uh, has stuck with me since yeah. since I was a Which child. Makes total sense so to a me. lot of the images have been things I've been thinking about for over thirty years. Yeah, and, and in giving it a three, I'm, I'm really not even dogging on it. I just I don't know if it's like my kind of thing yeah. that I, you know, that kind of movie. I don't know if I would rank that super high, but I enjoyed the adventure quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And even it's and even it's flaws I, were charming. And I will say I've seen this movie multiple times in my life as a child in my late teens, early 20s. And then now as an adult, and I feel like I've enjoyed it every time. Hmm. Sometimes yeah. you revisit a movie you saw as a kid and you're like, this does not hold up. Right. I watch Conan and I still get as much enjoyment out of it. All these that, years later, I think it holds up really well. Shit, yeah. That happens with movies that you see, I seen a year ago. I you know I, I'll watch a I'll watch a fucking Marvel movie and be like hey that was actually pretty good and then you watch it a year later I'm like I'm never need to watch that again I'm yeah good. yeah but uh for me you know I already mentioned my problems with it. it overall though like I thought it was it was fun it's a fun adventure movie you know like I'm not this is the perfect movie club movie for me it was like, I never would have seen this yeah yeah if yeah. not for this podcast so I'm Don't glad know. that I saw it I'm not you know so uh. I think if I have to give shakers, I would give it like a two. Like, I don't want to give it two and a half because it runs up to three. And that seems I would give like a two point four nine, you know, where it's like I liked it more than a two, but not enough to get you to a three. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Arnold was good. I, I again, I was more interested in Tulsa Doom, though. Like that that was an interesting character. And that whole cult thing was like really interesting to me. So so two, three, five. Two, three, five. It's a 10. Solid 10. Solid 10. Not bad. All right. Not I bad. wonder what the biggest disparity on Movie Club has been, where it was like, I feel like there was one that was like, I want to say there was one I gave a really high score. It might have been like Popstar or something. You guys ranked it low and I ranked it high. I'm just wondering if there's one where it was like that, the biggest, like, I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyway, that was just a thought. I'm just sharing a thought. Um. All right. Well, now it is my pick. We're going to stay in the 80s. And we're going to watch the comedy Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So I don't know if you guys have seen that movie before. Featuring or not. another ripped Austrian actor, Steve Martin. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. So stay tuned. Watch us next week. You know, keep subbing on uh, Patreon. Thank you for being here and watching this. And yeah, we'll see you next week with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Bye bye. Wait, wait, wait. we'll be back. <laughs> oh. Just a little, just a little uh, gag for you. We gotta find the ending button. Oh, this is so. I got more oh. gags. No, this you do. What's a tell us the gag? Oh, uh, 
I already said I'll be back. Yeah, you don't have gags.